Coming up on InfoSec Sync, Windows 11 has announced its official launch date. More on the upgrade and new features. Also ahead, the warning by federal agencies as we approach Labor Day weekend. Plus, Facebook getting smacked with a massive fine in Europe over its WhatsApp information privacy policy. And if you think you've got what it takes, we'll have dates and deadlines for the upcoming President's Cup. We've got those stories and more, so get ready to get in sync with InfoSec Sync. You're watching the InfoSec Sync Weekly News with Nick Thomas and news anchor Layla Gulen, sponsored by Axelio. Threat detection and response done right. Axelio. Welcome to the InfoSec Sync Weekly News for week ending September 3rd, 2021. I'm Layla Gulen with your host, Nick Thomas. Good to see you there, Nick. Good to see you, Layla. How are you? Doing just great. It's been another busy week, hasn't it? Uh, another busy week, another busy cyber week. Welcome to September. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, let's get started here. It's right. official. Microsoft's Windows 11 will be released on October 5th. Windows 11 is the first major version of Windows released since 2015. It'll be a free upgrade for users running compatible hardware and running a recent version of Windows. The company says this update focuses on quality and is packed with new features and a completely redesigned user interface that includes rounded corners, updated icons, new sounds and animations, and modernized controls. There's a new snap layout, teams will be integrated, and the widgets feature gives you quick access to personalized news stories, weather, and more. The most significant change is the new smart start menu, which is now centered by default and has a redesigned appearance. Requirements for the upgrade include a TPM, or Trusted Platform Module, 2.0 security processor, and newer CPUs that have been shown to provide a more reliable, crash-free experience when running Windows 11. For Windows 10 users with supported hardware, you will be able to update directly via Windows Update or the Media Creation Tool. Microsoft will continue to support Windows through October 14, 2025 for those who have incompatible hardware or are not ready to upgrade to Windows 11. However, Windows 7 users will need to perform a clean installation using a bootable USB drive and an ISO to upgrade to Windows 11. The rollout of the free Windows 11 update offer will be completed by mid-2022, Layla. So what do you think here, Nick? Uh, do you anticipate this to be a pleasurable user experience? I mean, people get so used to one thing and now it's going to change. Yeah, you know, it's been, like, like the story said, six years since the last one. And I believe uh, Microsoft has been doing a lot of research into new features, new technologies, and new options. So everyone's going to love it, I believe. I think it's going to be a great thing. Fantastic. And uh, more to come after the break. We'll be learning more about who's behind the T-Mobile hack. We'll be right back. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM cyber report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? 
Celio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure, enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment. And welcome back. The FBI and CISA are urging organizations to be on heightened alert for ransomware attacks during weekends and holidays. With Labor Day weekend upon us, the two federal agencies said they observed an increase in highly impactful ransomware attacks occurring during these periods when offices are normally closed in the U.S. You probably remember the attacks on meat producer JBS, Colonial Pipeline, and Kaseya each happening on or near Memorial Day, Mother's Day, and the 4th of July, respectfully. The agency's advice, a defensive strategy that includes making an offline backup of data, avoiding clicking on suspicious links, and updating operating systems and software. A criminal investigation is ongoing following a recent hacking of T-Mobile's carrier systems by a 21-year-old American living in Turkey. While the company's CEO says the bad actor leveraged their knowledge of technical systems to gain access to its testing environments and then used brute force attacks to and other methods to make their way into other servers, IT servers that is, that included customer data. The suspect, John Binns, took credit for the attack by reaching out to the Wall Street Journal and explained that he managed to infiltrate T-Mobile's systems after identifying a vulnerable internet-exposed router in July. The man said he carried out the attack to get attention and filed a lawsuit against the CIA, FBI, and other U.S. government agencies claiming that he had been blackmailed, surveilled, and tortured. T-Mobile has confirmed that the breach impacts more than 54 million current, former, and prospective customers. Well, Amazon will soon be offering cybersecurity training materials and multi-factor authentication devices for free. The training materials will focus on security awareness and particularly the threat posed by social engineering. The service will be offered for free to both individuals and organizations starting in October. The training courses include online assessments and videos, and Amazon says organizations can build on them to create their own materials that better suit their needs. What do you think about this, Nick? Do you think that this is necessary? I mean, are there other places where people can get the same information? You know, I, I think this is a great thing that they're offering. Uh, the other cloud service providers do give um, a little bit of free material. I think Amazon is going above and beyond, and that's a great thing because it gets people involved with cloud, and from there, um, people will uh, more be apt to learn more about it, get into the security of the cloud and how the cloud works, and, and, and share their knowledge. So I think it's an excellent thing. Okay, great. Well, in healthcare, more than 650,000 patients belonging to DuPage Medical Group have been notified that their data was compromised during a cyber attack and network outage in mid-July. The Illinois Health System launched an investigation into the impact alongside a third-party cyber forensic specialist firm and determined that the outage was caused by threat actors gaining access to data, including names, contact details, diagnosis codes, and social security numbers, among other information. 
The DMG hack is among the 10 largest incidents reported in the healthcare sector in 2021 so far. Meanwhile, Michigan-based Beaumont Health has been added to the ongoing breach tally of healthcare-covered entities impacted by the Axelion file transfer appliance hack. An attacker exploited several unpatched zero-day vulnerabilities in the FTA platform and combined the flaws with a new web shell called Do Mode. While the motives behind the hack were unclear at first, the actors began contacting victims in January through an attempt to extort the entities into paying a ransom. The Beaumont impact was caused by its legal services vendor, Goodwin Proctor, which used the FTA for large file transfers on behalf of its clients. The compromised data include names, procedures, physician names, internal medicine, record numbers, and dates of service. So a lot of info there, Layla. Absolutely. Well, a ransomware attack on the San Andreas Regional Center in California led to the threat actors potentially accessing or obtaining some patient-related data. A total of approximately 57,000 patients were notified. The sophisticated attack struck on July 5th, and SARC quickly secured its systems. While engaging a third-party forensics firm to investigate and remediate the incident, the FBI was also contacted. SARC was able to restore its systems and operations via backups. SARC provides support, services, and advocacy for those with developmental disabilities. Nick. A medical employee email hack has led to the exposure of private data belonging to nearly 100,000 patients. Care ATC detected suspicious activity in an employee email account in June. Care ATC then performed a comp comprehensive review of the email contents to determine what information was present during the incident. The company has since provided additional employee training on best practice email security. And more than 300,000 patients' COVID-19 vaccination data has been compromised in Denton County, Texas. The issue, a flaw in its third-party application. The vulnerability was first discovered in early July, which enabled anonymous, unauthorized users to view data hosted on the system. The leak is tied to UpGuard data research on Microsoft Power Apps, which showed several vulnerabilities and the potential exposure of the information contained in the apps, including those belonging to the state health departments. And we've talked a lot about this, Nick, but about healthcare systems getting hacked all the time. Why are they such soft targets? You know, Layla, I believe that they're soft targets because their budgets are very low for cybersecurity. They're not, they're not these uh, big cybersecurity companies or big retail uh, markets. So I believe that's what's going on and that's why privacy is getting hacked uh, over there. And uh, speaking of privacy, WhatsApp has been slapped with a massive $266 million administrative fine by Ireland's Data Privacy Commissioner for violating the EU's GDPR privacy regulation. They're accusing its parent company, Facebook, of failing to inform users and non-users on what it does with their data. The fine follows an investigation started in December 2018 after the data watchdog received multiple complaints from individual data subjects, both users and non-users, regarding WhatsApp data processing activities. The fine was increased after eight other EU privacy regulators, including Germany, France, Hungary, Italy, Portugal, Holland, and Poland, said its initial 50 million pound fine wasn't enough. 
On top of the fine, the Irish Data Watchdog also ordered WhatsApp to bring its processing into compliance with GDPR's requirements by taking a range of specified remedial actions with a deadline that will expire in three months. Time for a break. When we return, the FBI has a warning about Hive ransomware. We'll be right back. Many organizations are protecting their environment through perimeter defense using a combination of firewalls, IDSs, IPSs, and endpoint protection. Even though cost-effective, recent events have shown that perimeter defense, even though necessary, is not sufficient when it comes to threat detection and response. And once a threat actor penetrates these defenses, what tools do you have to detect their every move or to stop their preparations for ransomware attacks or data exfiltration? At Excelio, we believe that comprehensive network visibility across your network, inside and out, is essential to identify and respond to today's threat actors. Packet Express provides the network visibility and contextual data to detect, prioritize, and mitigate threats, no matter where they hide, no matter where they hide. Axelio, threat detection and response solutions with Packet Express, the network visibility hub. Welcome back. Microsoft has confirmed that security researchers gained access to the accounts and databases of several thousand Microsoft Azure customers. These customers include many Fortune 500 companies like ExxonMobil and Coca-Cola. What made this breach significant was that it was not caused by a customer misconfiguration. In this case, Microsoft Azure was at fault. Israel-based white hat hackers Wiz informed Microsoft of the issue last month. The issue has been fixed and there is no evidence of this technique being exploited by malicious actors to reduce risk and block future attacks. Microsoft told Azure customers to regenerate the Cosmos DB primary keys that could have potentially been stolen before the vulnerability was disabled by Microsoft. Nick. The FBI has published a flash alert related to the operations of the Hive ransomware gang. Recently, the group hit the Memorial Health System that was forced to suspend some of its operations. The Hive ransomware adds the .hive extension to the file name of encrypted files. The ransomware then drops a Hive batch script into the directory, which enforces an execution timeout delay of one second before performing cleanup once the encryption process is completed. Hive Ransomware has been active since June 2021. It implements a ransomware as a service model and employs a wide variety of tactics, techniques, and procedures. Government experts say the group uses multiple mechanisms to compromise networks of the victims, including phishing emails with malicious attempts to gain access and remote desktop protocol to move laterally once on the network. Oh, wow. What do you think about this one, Nick? I think this uh, this is some really top-notch ransomware that actually deletes itself. So that's what's kind of cool about this. It does what it needs to do, then drops its trail. And you will only find this if you go back and look at the logs and go back and look into the system to see what actually happened if you're able to detect it. Oh, wow. Well, listen to this one. Researchers have discovered a novel ransomware emerging on the heels of the proxy shell vulnerabilities discovery in Microsoft Exchange servers. The threat is dubbed Lockfile and uses a unique intermittent encryption method as a way to evade detection, as well as adopting tactics from previous ransomware gangs. Discovered by researchers at Sophos, 
Lockfile ransomware encrypts every 16 bytes of a file, which means some ransomware protection solutions don't notice it because an encrypted document looks statistically very similar to the unencrypted original. Once it has encrypted all the documents on the machine, Lockfile disappears without a trace, deleting itself with a ping command. What this means is that after the ransomware attack, there is no ransomware binary for incident responders or antivirus software to find or clean up. So here we go again, just undetected, poof, gone. I mean, how, what do you do with a system that's been corrupted and you can't rely on antivirus software? So Layla, another another smart ransomware attack here, right? Um, these things are, are really cool. Not cool if you get if you get attacked, but basically, uh, if you do get that and you, and you can't get it back, it's basically a doorstop. You have to game over, uh, start again, uh, wipe the drive, get a new system. It's done. Wow. Yeah. Hewlett-Packard Enterprise is joining Apple in warning customers of a high severity pseudo vulnerability. Pseudo is an open source program used within its Aruba Airwave management platform and could allow any unprivileged and unauthenticated local user to gain root privileges on a vulnerable host. Hewlett Packard warns the sudo flaw could be part of a chained attack, where an attacker has achieved a foothold with lower privileges via another vulnerability and then uses this to escalate privileges. HPE says to mitigate the issue, users should upgrade to Airwave Management Platform to 8.2.13.0 and above. Bangkok Airways, a major airline company in Thailand, confirmed it was the victim of a cyber attack earlier this month that compromised personal data of passengers. The announcement came after the LockBit ransomware gang had posted a message on their leak site claiming the breach and threatening to publish stolen data unless the ransom was paid. LockBit is the same hacker group that breached Accenture Global IT consultancy giant and demanded a $50 million payment to stop the leak of allegedly six terabytes of stolen data. LockBit ransomware as a service operation has been around since September 2019, but version 2.0 of the malware has emerged earlier this year. The latest update of the malware has been used in at least 70 attacks against organizations all over the world, a clear sign of the RAAS operations increased activity. Meanwhile, cyber criminals are making strides towards attacks with malware that can execute code from the GPU unit of a compromised system. Earlier this month, the proof of concept was sold on a hacker forum potentially marking cyber criminals' transition to a new sophistication level for their attacks. The seller provided only an overview of their method, saying that it uses the GPU memory buffer to store malicious code and to execute it from there. Another member of the hacker forum indicated that GPU-based malware has been done before, pointing to Jellyfish, a six-year POC for a Linux-based GPU rootkit. But, the seller rejected the association with the Jellyfish malware, saying that their method is different and does not rely on code mapping back to user space. So we'll hear more about that coming up. Absolutely. Well, the SEC has announced sanctions against several companies over cybersecurity failures that resulted in email accounts getting hacked and the exposure of customer information. 
Cetera, Cambridge Investment Research, and KMS Financial Services are accused of information exposure belonging to thousands of clients, as well as misleading disclosure notifications. The agency said each of the companies violated rules regarding the protection of co confidential customer information. Each company is expected to pay up to $300,000 for the violations. Well, it's time for a break. When we return, it's time to test your cybersecurity metal. We'll be right back. Are you concerned the next news headline on a security breach includes your company name? In a recent IBM Cyber Report, 51% of all interviewed organizations reported a significant business disruption during the past two years due to a cybersecurity incident. While organizations using 50-plus security tools rank themselves lower in their ability to detect and respond to an attack, with the average security operation team using 70 tools. If more tools and data are not the answer, what can you do? Excelio works with you to optimize a threat detection and response solution to fit your environment to prevent tool and data overload. We leverage and optimize your existing infrastructure, enhanced with the Excelio platform as necessary, utilizing open source solutions where applicable. And we work closely with you to deploy, configure, document, and educate your team. Excelio, let's create the right security solution for your environment. The House Armed Services Committee has updated its annual defense authorization bill to shore up cybersecurity coordination within the federal interagency. It will also further clarify roles between the government and industry on things like threat intelligence and when to buy commercial products. Another proposal would direct the Joint Forces Headquarters for the Department of Defense Information Networks to create a new program management office to manage and oversee the way DOD buys and shares commercial threat intelligence products with other components. The federal government has been trying to fix its information sharing deficiencies for more than a decade. So it's always good to beef up your cybersecurity army, right, Nick? And encourage Absolutely. communication and information between all the agencies. But do you think that this is going to allow for some vulnerability for anyone to infiltrate when you start growing it? Well, Layla, um, you always have the uh, possibility of insider threat, and we, we try to teach that in the agencies and uh, the intelligence community. So that threat's always going to be there. So it's actually up to the people working there to make sure that that doesn't happen. All right. Well, the Biden administration has announced a two-year fellowship program designed to attract early career technologists to the government ranks. The U.S. Digital Corps will be housed within the General Services Administration's Technology Transformation Services alongside the Presidential Innovation Fellows Program. The goal is to build a pipeline of diverse talent to GSA and recruit the next generation of public servants. Digital Corps will begin accepting applications this fall for up to 30 fellows housed within at least five federal agencies, including GSA, the Department of Veterans Affairs, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and the Centers for Medicare and Medicare Services. Nick? And finally, if you think you've got what it takes to take home the gold, registration is now open for the third annual President's Cup Cybersecurity Competition. The competition offers federal employees and service members a chance to flex cyber know-how in three rounds as a team or individual. Individual competitors can opt for a track in instant response and forensics analysis, one focus on exploitation analysis and vulnerability assessment, 
or both tracks. Registration closes September 20th for teams and October 4th for individuals. Finals will take place at CISA headquarters and be live streamed on CISA's YouTube. Government contractors cannot participate. So Nick, are you going to be applying? Oh, I would love to, but as it says, I cannot participate. <laughs> wow, that's too bad. But this is a great thing, right? I mean, it allows people to really flex their muscles. Oh, it's great. It, it, it allows you to show off and hopefully win, win a prize. Yes, prizes. That, that's where it's at. Well, that's going to do it for us. We want to thank you for watching. And on behalf of Nick Thomas and myself, you are now in sync with InfoSec Sync. We'll see you again next week. Many organizations are protecting their environment through perimeter defense using a combination of firewalls, IDSs, IPSs, and endpoint protection. Even though cost-effective, recent events have shown that perimeter defense, even though necessary, is not sufficient when it comes to threat detection and response. And once a threat actor penetrates these defenses, what tools do you have to detect their every move or to stop their preparations for ransomware attacks or data exfiltration? At Excelio, we believe that comprehensive network visibility across your network, inside and out, is essential to identify and respond to today's threat actors. Packet Express provides the network visibility and contextual data to detect, prioritize, and mitigate threats, no matter where they hide. No matter where they hide. Excelio, threat detection and response solutions with Packet Express, the network visibility hub.